Welcome to the Faith Lift Radio Podcast, where doubt is destroyed and your faith is lifted. Here's today's message from Dr. Glenn. All right. Now, are you ready for the word? Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for the word today. Spirit of God, I'm asking today that you will think through my mind and that you will speak through my lips. Thank you for these, your wonderful people. They've got ears to hear, mind to understand, and heart to receive the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's once again open our Bible, please, to the book of Luke, the eighth chapter. Luke chapter eight, and we are going to be reading from verse 35. We are in uh, message number two in our series, The Means of Healing. Luke chapter eight and verse uh, 35 and verse 36. And now I'm going to pick up from where we left off in a minute. Luke chapter 8, verse 35 and verse 36. Glory to God. Says, Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed. That's the madman of Gadarene. sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Now, if he's in, if he's, if he is in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus, then that tells you prior to that, he was in the wrong mind, wrong frame of mind. So he was having some mental issues. In fact, this man had a threefold issue of spirit, soul, and body. He was attacked spiritually because he was possessed with devils. Then that affected his soul, his emotions, and his mental attitude. And he was also tormented physically. So he was tormented spiritually, mentally, and physically. All right. Now, with that in your mind, let's come down to verse uh, 36. Verse 36 says, They also which saw it, told them by what means, by what means, by what way, uh, how did God do this, by what way that he that was possessed of devils was healed. We're putting emphasis, placing the emphasis on what means, the word means. Now, having said that, let's go to... Luke chapter 5. Let's back up to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. We're going to read verse 18 only. Verse 18. We're looking at the word means. Luke chapter 5 and verse 18. What are we told here? And behold, man brought in a man, brought in a bed, a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before Jesus. They were looking for means, for ways to receive the healing. Do not look for ways why you will not be healed, why you will not receive your healing. But look for reasons, look for ways, look for means as to why you are a recipient of divine healing or the healing power of God. Can you say amen? 
All right. Now, so they sought means to bring him in. That's the second time we see the word means. All right. The how, the ways to bring him in before Jesus. Uh, I love the French Bible, which says to introduce them, to introduce that man before Jesus. You know, we need to, we need to introduce uh, the world to the saving Jesus, but also to the healing Jesus and to the Jesus that baptizes in the Holy Ghost and to the Jesus who is coming again. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, please. Peter is speaking, and look what he says. Acts chapter 4 and verse 9. Acts chapter 4 and verse 9. The great Peter says, If we this day be examined of the good deed. Remember what I told you yesterday, that in the mind of Peter, his healing ministry was doing good, which lined up with Acts 10, 38, the ministry of Jesus, who went about doing good and healing all, right? So in the mind, in the concept, in the mindset of Peter, a healing ministry is a good ministry. Going about healing is doing good. Now look what it says in verse 9. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole? God has means to make you whole. In fact, put your hand on your heart and say with me, God has got more means to make me whole than Satan has got means to make me sick. Are you listening? Come on, say it with some boldness. Say it with some gusto. Say it with, say it with some firepower in your mouth. God has got more means to get me well, to get me whole, to get me delivered than what Satan can imagine to get me into trouble. Are you listening? By what means this man was made whole. So we see three times here in our New Testament that the word means are mentioned three times in reference to healing. This is why I've entitled this, this series, The Means of Healing. But like we discovered yesterday, and we're going to pick up from where we left off yesterday, but, uh, but, but prior to saying that, prior to go, going back to um, where we left off yesterday, I, I want to drive something into you. You know, I, I, I always want to go back to teach people about healing and health because it's not what you hear one time that will change your life. It's what you hear over and over and over and over again. And I want to say this, make this statement to you. <clears throat> Teaching or preaching is not about, is not just about dispensing information. The purpose of teaching and preaching is to bring about formation. Somebody said, well, you know, <clears throat> he's going to wash your brain. You've been brainwashed. Yeah. The, it's called the washing of the water with the word. The washing of the water with the word. Glory to God forever. So when we teach you the word of God, it's for the word of God to be formed inside of you. Like Paul prayed for 
the saints that Christ will be formed inside of them. When we teach you the word or we preach the word to you over and over again systematically, the purpose of it is that Christ or the word can be formed inside of you, that healing can be formed inside of you, that nobody can take you away from the healing virtue of Christ. Can you say amen? All right. Praise God. Now, I want to drive this to you. Um, Third John in verse two. We're going to pick up in a minute for where we left off yesterday. Third John in verse two. The great apostle John says, Beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health. Now, by the word prosper. Now, whenever we hear the word prosper, our mind automatically goes go towards finances. And there's a part of that uh, to prosperity. But the better word here for the word prosper, all right, is the word excel. That you, uh, beloved, I pray above all things, that you may excel. Excel spiritually. Excel mentally. Excel physically. And be in health. Be in health. Can you lift up your hands and sit with me? It is God's absolute will, ultimate will, for me to excel and to be in health. Say it again. Say, it is God's absolute and ultimate will for me to excel and to be in health. God is not in the sickness business. God is in the healing business. Can you say amen? Now, when it comes to healing, God has three levels. You've got divine healing, divine health, divine life. Everybody say with me. God has got word. Three levels uh, in his health package. Divine healing, divine health, and divine life. We all start out with divine healing. But once you've tasted of divine healing, you want to go to the higher level of divine health. And once you've gone into divine health, glory to God, you want to go to the ultimate level. Amen. The diamond level, praise God. Amen. So silver, silver, gold, and diamond. The silver level, the redemption level is divine healing. It belongs to you. But then once you've gone from the silver level, you want to graduate to the gold level. That is divine health. Then you want to go to the diamond level, which is divine life. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? All right. Say with me, I'm shooting. I'm moving from the silver level to the gold level to the diamond level. What's the silver level? Silver level is divine healing. You know, silver in the Bible is typical, typical of redemption. So, so the silver level is divine healing. It was paid for at the cross. And then you want to go to the gold level, which is divine health. Then you want to go to the ultimate diamond level, divine health, uh, divine life. Rather, Jesus said, the thief, the thief cometh not but to steal to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life. You might have the Zoe, the God kind of life. Amen. More abundantly. Praise God. Okay. Now, sickness is bad. Healing is good. I want you to write this down quickly in your notes. Sickness is when your body 
and any of your organs, inward organs or outward limbs are not functioning well. Let me say it again. Sickness is when your body or any of your internal organs or outward limbs are not functioning well. Secondly, sickness is a state of harassment, of the harassment of our body and the altering of our health, thus robbing us of the gift that God has for you. God's gift to you is health. So let me say it again. Sickness is the state of the harassment of your body and the altering of your health, robbing you of the gift that God has for you. All right? <clears throat> I'm going to give you one more definition of sickness. In fact, I'm going to give you two more. Sickness is an illegal force in your body robbing your body of its vibrancy and vigor. Let me say it again. Sickness is an illegal force trying to invade your body or invading your body Robbing your body of its vibrancy and its vigor. Are you listening? Number four. Why don't you write this down? Number four. Sickness will dismantle, devalue, decay, destroy, decimate, disfigure, devastate your body and rub it of its glory. Are you listening? Can you say amen? This is why God is an enemy of sickness. Sickness is an enemy of God. You need to understand that sickness came on the wing of sin, the original sin. They are God's enemy. They are the enemies of men, of humanity, of mankind. Sickness is not your friend. Just like sin is not your friend, sickness is not your friend. Healing is your friend. Salvation is your friend. Redemption is your friend. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? So this is why I said to you that number four, sickness will devalue, will dismantle, will diminish, will decay, will destroy, will decimate, will disfigure, will devastate your body and rob it of its glory. You hear me now? God, say that with me please, God is an enemy to sickness. That's why you read in Acts 10, 38, how God, how God, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Can you say amen? All right, so now we want to look at the means. All right, so we yesterday we, we looked at three means. We began with the laying on of hands by looking at what uh, in Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5 from verse 21, how that the um, Jairus, 
Jairus, uh, his faith was in Jesus laying his hands on his daughter. Whereas the woman with the issue of blood, which tradition tells us uh, that her name was Veronica. So you've got Jairus and Veronica. Jairus's faith, a point of faith, a point of contact of faith was in the laying on of hands. Whereas Veronica, her faith was in her speaking the word. If I may, if I just touch the hem of his garment, she kept saying, she kept saying, she kept saying, she kept saying. All right. So whereas Jairus faith, point of faith, point of contact was the laying on of hands, her faith contact, her faith connection, her faith level was speaking the word only, speaking the word. Then we left off number three and we found number three in Luke chapter five. Let's go to Luke chapter five, please. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 5. Glory to God. <clears throat> Luke chapter 5. This is the third means. The first, they, they are not in order of importance. It's according to your faith be done. Whether it's in the laying on of hands or you just speak in the word. Okay. But now look at uh, the third means. Luke chapter 5 and verse 15. Luke chapter 5 and verse 15. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed. Say that with me. To hear and to be healed. To hear and to be healed. All right. So healing is preceded with hearing. All right. You'll find the same thing in Luke chapter 6, verse um, Luke chapter 6 and verse 17. What are we told in Luke chapter 6 and verse 17? And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and the great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Zidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Again, healing is preceded with hearing. Amen. Healing succeeds hearing. Are you listening? Which goes back and lines up with Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs in chapter four. Verse 20. My son, attend unto my words. The word attend means uh, make it your first priority. Make it your number one authority. My son, attend unto my words. Incline your ear. Unto my sayings, your ear gate. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. He that have ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Incline your ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life. They are life to those that find them in health. Hebrew, mape, which means medication, medicine to all their flesh. Just like they will put drops in your ears to bring healing to your ears. And drops in your eyes. You need to have the drops of God's word in your hearing, in your ears, to bring healing to the rest of your body. So the third means of healing is hearing the word of God. The hearing of the word of God is your medicine. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. 
Number four, thank you, Jesus. Number four, glory to God. Let's look at, uh, <clears throat> let's look at the word. Um, let's go to Mark chapter five again, and then we want to, I'm going to show you a few other things. Praise be to Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> let's see this verse now. Thank you, Jesus. Look at Mark chapter 6, before we read chapter 5. The one with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. If I may touch the hem of his garment. Now, look at Mark chapter 6, verse 56. And remember that Mark chapter 6 comes after Mark chapter 5. And something happened in Mark chapter 5. The woman said, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall behold she was sick for 12 years. Right? And she got her healing. Now, when that happened, that provoked faith in other people. And they used the same method, the same means, all right, to obtain their healing. Look at Mark 6, 56. And with, whithersoever that he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets. And besought him that they that they might touch it, touch if it were, but the border of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. Now, why why did they do that? Because they heard what happened to Veronica. Veronica touched <coughs> the hem of Jesus' garment and was made whole. They said, "Well, if it worked for Veronica." going to work for us. Amen. God is no respecter of person. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 36, and they besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. They were made what? Perfectly whole. So number four, number four is the touch of faith. The touch of faith. Remember also that when aprons and handkerchief from Paul's body, right, touched the lives, touched the sick bodies, they were healed, right? You'll find this in the book of Acts. Let's go there, please. Let's go to the book of Acts. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, forever. Praise be to God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? Go to the book of Acts. <clears throat> Chapter 19, Acts chapter 19 and verse 12. Acts chapter 19 and verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. In fact, we're going to read, uh, we're going to read from verse, I want to read from verse 10. Acts chapter 19, verse 10 to verse 12. And this continues, well, you know what? We can, we, <laughs> you know, the Bible is so good. Let's pick it up from verse 8. Okay, let's pick it up from verse 8. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. Now look at verse 10. And this continued by the space of two years. So that all 
they which dwell in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. When the handkerchiefs or the apron touched the sick bodies and the afflicted, they were healed. That's called the touch of faith. Now, remember this. Whether it is the laying on of hands, whether it is the speaking of the word, whether it is the hearing of faith, all right, whether it is a handkerchief or an apron, the touch of faith, all of it is the touch of faith. The touch of faith is your faith connection. It is when your faith connects with the power of God and something explode out of your body. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? All right. Praise be to Jesus. That's number four. The touch of faith. The fifth means that we can see in the Bible is through the gifts of healings and miracles. The gifts of healings and and miracles. First Corinthians in chapter 12. First Corinthians in chapter 12, please. Look at verse 9. First Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to read from verse 9. You know, you all know that the first Corinthians is talking about, uh, chapter 12 is talking about the gifts of the Spirit. So let's go there. First Corinthians chapter 12. Blessed be the name of the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 12. In fact, let me now, let me show you, show you something real neat right here. First Corinthians chapter twelve. We are going to pick up from verse four. Now there are diversities of gifts, the nine gifts of the spirit, but the same spirit. Say this with me. The gifts have to do with the Holy Spirit. The gifts have to do with the Holy Spirit. Then verse 5, and there are differences of administrations or ministries, but the same Lord. The same Lord. Now say this with me. The ministries have to do with the Lord Jesus. The gifts, the charismatic gifts, have to do with the Holy Spirit. But the ministry gifts have to do with the Lord, which lines up perfectly with what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, that when he was raised from the dead, he gave gifts unto them. Some he called apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So the ministries have to do with Jesus. So now you've got the God the Holy Ghost, God the Son. Then look at verse uh, 6. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, the Father, who worketh all in all. He worketh all the gifts of the Spirit in all the ministry gifts. Now, let me say this to you right now, because some people want to cup out. And never mind the cessationist people, but there are people today who claim to believe in healing, and they will say to themselves, well, I'm a pastor, or I'm a teacher, but this gift doesn't work, they don't work in me. That's not true. You've just read here. You have just read here. Verse 6, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, the Father, which worketh 
all the gifts of the Spirit in all the ministries. Can you say amen? So don't tell me that you're a pastor and there's no gift of healing. There's no anointing for healing. There's no anointing for, for miracles. No, no, no. God does it. But do you desire it? Do you desire it? Praise God. And the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. All right. So now let's come down to verse 9. To another faith by the same Spirit. And to another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. And to another, the working of miracles. That's why we said to you, another means that God has for you to receive healing is through the gifts of healings and the gifts of the working of miracles. The Greek text has called it the handling of powers. The handling of powers. Can you say amen? Now, Galatians chapter 3, I want you to look at Galatians chapter 3, and look at what Paul says here, Galatians chapter 3 and verse verse 5, He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you. So ministering of the Spirit, which is moving in the gifts of the Spirit, is work is what will work miracles among you, is what will work miracles miracles among you so say that with me when we minister the spirit or minister in the gifts of the spirit that is how miracles are wrought and done and worked among us can you say amen and many times now many times when you are operating when somebody is operating in the gifts of healing or the working of miracles or the gift of of a faith, sudden faith, right? Faith for the moment. That's when you'll see the instant miracles. That's when you will see what now the instant miracles. Um, there's a book that's coming to my head right now. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Howard Carter. Questions and answer on the gifts of the Spirit. Every book that you see today that is teaching about the gifts of the Spirit, they have taken the cue from Howard Carter. Howard Carter started the Hampstead Bible School in uh, London. And I went to the uh, Hampstead Bible School in London. I was one of the lecturer in the Hampstead Bible School in London, in Hampstead uh, Victor Church. Are you listening? Praise God. So they all take their cue from Howard Carter. From the time I was a young lad, I've been cutting my teeth on Howard Carter books, Howard Carter messages, uh, typically British, all right? Very unassuming, all right? And um, I've got some of his messages, phenomenal, fantastic. Praise God. But get his books, get your... Get your hands on anything. Let me see if I can find a, um, a book by Howard Carter. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise be to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Howard Carter. See what he looks like for you guys. Um, <clears throat> 
Praise be to Jesus. Praise be to Jesus. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Howard Carter. My, my, my. And he, uh, him and Lesser Sumrall were great friends. Praise God. Let me show you this now. If you can get this book. Thank you, Jesus. Questions and Answers on Spiritual Gifts. Questions and Answers on Spiritual Gifts. That will be a tremendous blessing to you. That will be a great blessing to you. All right. So get that. Get that book. I know exactly where I was when I was reading that book. I know exactly where I was when I was reading that book. I was in the house, in my house, in a room, right? In my, in my small bedroom. That was even before I got married. I was reading that book. Okay. And I was uh, going through that book. I was about 17 years old, 16, 17 years old. I was reading this book. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic book. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. All right. <clears throat> John Carter, the brother of Howard Carter. But we thank God for Howard Carter. Can you say amen? Glory to God forever. All right. So the gifts of healing. So get this book on the gifts of the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. So that was number five. That's the fifth means. Number six. Number six. Let's go to James in chapter five. James in chapter five. This is the half-brother of Jesus. And he says this. Verse 13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him, let him pray. <clears throat> is any merry? Uh, let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Did you read that? Let's read verse 14 again. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So the, the fifth the six means that we see in the Bible where that God has for you to be healed is anointing with oil. Incidentally, write this down. Number seven will be communion. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. Incidentally, in the New Testament, there are three rituals that we observe. Okay, we do not observe the feast days even though it's good to know about them, all right? We do not observe the Sabbath, even though it's, it was a point of the, to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. But there are three rituals that we keep today. That is water baptism, communion, and anointing with oil. Now, what's the difference? The difference is clear. All the Old Testament rituals and ceremonies and feasts were pointing to the future, to the cross. And once these types have been fulfilled, they are obsolete. They no longer need to be observed. For us, water baptism, communion, and anointing with oil, anointing with oil, we're looking back to the cross to the past 
work of Christ. In other words, we're looking to the legal aspect of our redemption, which will become vital in our life. You hear me now? You hear me? So, the anointing with oil is looking back to what's available to us through the cross of Christ and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, because it's only through the cross that you became the habitation of the Spirit. Can you say amen? If it was not for the blood of Christ, the cross of Christ, you would never become the habitation of the Spirit. Are you listening? So, the sixth means, the sixth means of healing is anointing with oil. The seventh means of healing, I've just mentioned to you, is communion. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 11. This is why we take communion every week. You can take communion every day by your own self. All right? By your lonesome, you can take communion every day. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul says, For I receive of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup, the wine. Now what, what picture is that giving you? This is giving you the picture of what Melchizedek did to Abraham. Bread and wine. Bread and wine. Melchizedek brought the bread and wine. Jesus brought the bread and wine. Alright? The same night in which it was between, he took bread. And when he had given thanks... He broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This cup is what? The New Testament in my blood. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now that ought to settle the tithing issue. Because if this if this is Jesus, our Melchizedek, right? Abraham, Melchizedek brought the bread and the wine. Abraham brought the tithe willingly. And here Jesus said, this cup of Melchizedek, the bread and the wine, is the New Testament. So for some dodo to tell you that tithing is in the Old Testament, he don't even know what he's talking about. Now, we believe in the grace of tithing. Just like Abraham brought his tithe willingly. Are you listening? Not the law, which is death. All right. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. This is why when you read later on, uh, Paul says, when you gather for the, in the first day of the week, right? The Sunday morning for your service, when you bring your offering, you take your communion. Glory to God forever. Can you say amen? Thank you, Jesus. All right. <clears throat> okay. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death 
till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. But let every man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many asleep. Why? Because they did not discern the Lord's body. Now, traditionally, we have said, many have taught that to discern the Lord's body means that you don't go against your brother and against your sister because we are the body of Christ. And that is true. But not discerning the Lord's body means that you don't recognize what he did for you at the cross. Okay? What Jesus did for you at the cross. That same cross that paid for your sin, paid for your sicknesses. Can you say amen? So communion which some people says it's the meal that heals. So every time you take communion, you have it you have another means to receive healing. Can you say amen? All right. That's the seventh means. Let's go to means number 8. All right. Let's go to Mark the 16th chapter. Mark chapter 16. Look in your Bible. Says the, it says this. This is part of the Great Commission. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. Whose name? The name of Jesus. Shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. In my name, and they shall recover. And you see that being played out uh, powerfully in Acts chapter 3, when Peter and John said to the man who was crippled from his mother's womb, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. So the eighth means whereby you can receive healing is through the name of Jesus. Look at Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, please. And look at what uh, <clears throat> Peter says. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, verse 10, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God has raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. So healing, number eight, the eighth means is through the name of Jesus. Through the name of Jesus. Let me give you one more for today. The ninth means, all right, the ninth means of receiving healing. All right, you can see that again, uh, James chapter 5, James chapter 5. Let him anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Prayer saves you from sicknesses. Okay, prayer 
amen, will save you from sickness and disease. Mark 11. Mark 11, please. And verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. The first record in the Bible of somebody praying for somebody else is Abraham praying for the king. All right? Praying for the king to and, and his uh, bunch of women there who were barren to receive healing. So the, through the law of first mention, the first time you see somebody praying in the Bible, they're praying for healing. Amen. Remember I've taught you about the law of first mention, the law of first mention, the law of further mention, and the law of final mention. So there's a connection between prayer and healing. So the ninth means of healing is through prayer. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? David prayed and he was healed. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Ananias prayed for Saul of Tarsus and the scale fell, fell off from his eyes. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Well, let me give you one more before I go for today and then uh, we will pick it up tomorrow. The 10th way that you receive or the 10th means of healing is command. Command. What things soever you shall ask in my name or command in my name. You have a right to command healing in your body. Amen. You have a right to command. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. I've just given you 10 10 means of healing. Amen. According to your faith, pick one of them. Amen. Pick one of them. Jairus says, you come and lay your hands. Jesus didn't argue with him. The woman said, hmm, listen, if I just say, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. Jesus did not argue with her. In fact, he said, who touched me? I felt power has left me. See, power left his body through her words. Power left his body through the laying on of hands. Power, amen. Virtue, dunamis. It's your choice according to your faith. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Faith Lift Radio Podcast. For more information about Dr. Glenn, and how to offer your financial support, log on to glenarecchion.org.